This is Short-Term Rental Management, the show that is all about short-term rental property management with your host, yours truly, Luke Carl. Well, here we are. We have gathered here today to talk about rental real estate <laughs> with long hair Luke, the reverend of real estate. Happy to be here with you. We're going to talk about landlord. We're going to talk about money management. How do I get my money right? Matter of fact, today's topic is banks. What's the best bank for me to keep my funds straight? How do I keep my bank accounts right? Because if you're not keeping a mind, your eye on your money, it's gone, man. It's like Snoop Dogg. Keep your mind on your money and your money on your mind. So today we're going to talk about banks after a word from this week's sponsor. Did you know there's actually a company that will help you find and purchase your first or next short-term rental? The Short-Term Shop is the premier short-term rental acquisition company. They have a team of realtors with tons of experience, and most of them actually own their own properties as well. They are the best in the business and would be happy to help you with your next purchase. You can find them at theshorttermshop.com. Brokered by EXP. Theshorttermshop.com. Here we go. Here we go. Landlording at its finest. We're doing our best out there to make a better future for our families. And, you know, if you're listening to this show, you are obsessed. And I salute you. You need to be obsessed. You've got to be obsessed to be the best. I'm obsessing with my hair right now. got to make sure it's perfect. It's a lot more gray than it used to be. But uh, it's great to be with you. Here on Short-Term Rental Management, home of the five-star review. So please hit me with a five-star. It will be good karma for your listings after all. So I have, over the years, found I've had a need for better banks. And I have done all sorts of research. And I have all sorts of fairly useless knowledge on the subject in my brain from all the obsessing and research I have done over the years. So I want to share that with you today. Now, the first thing I want to explain is why do you need a virtual bank? Why do I need a virtual bank? If you're asking that question, you probably don't. I also have no reason to tell you that you do. I have no rabbit in that fight. Um, if you think you need a brick and mortar, then you probably do. If you think that Bank of America is a good establishment for handling your day-to-day -day funds, then I can't help you because it's not. All right, let me let me get into that a little bit. So for me, there, I am not going to go to a branch and wait in line if I lost a debit card. I'm not gonna have to. I'm not gonna call and sit on the phone for two hours trying to get somebody to replace a debit card, to do this, to do that, you know? So going to a brick and mortar is a complete waste of my time. I just don't have the patience for it. And yeah, fine. Have a local brick and mortar for your savings accounts and your day-to-day -day funds and your, your car loans and all that stuff. Absolutely. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is for running the day-to-day -day of your vacation homes or your properties in general, it would behoove you to have a virtual bank. Benefits of a virtual bank. Well, for me, the biggest benefit is that I can add employees very easily and I can give them control of certain things and they can't see other things. Like if I need to add some sort of assistant or my 
let's say I hire my daughter. She's a little young right now, but maybe someday, you know, if you want to hire your daughter, you can add her and she can buy shower curtains with her own debit card on a virtual bank. And you just one button, add her on there, create her own. She can have her own debit card right there in one second. It's virtual or they will mail you one. Um, you can add your bookkeeper. You can add your CPA. You can add a virtual assistant. We're going to get deeper into that because some of these banks do not allow overseas employees. Okay. Um, if you have misplaced your debit card, that's me. If you can't find your debit card, you click one button and you see your debit card right there on your phone. You just type it in. Or you can add it to your Apple Pay and buy the salad at the salad store or the gas station, whatever it is. Don't buy the salad at the gas station. Won't be a good salad. So have the brick and mortar old school small bank. Do business with them. Have them do loans for you, et cetera. But in my opinion, for running the day-to-day of a bank of a of a business, especially when it comes to a virtual business like a, an Airbnb or a Verbo or a booking.com, virtual is the way to go. And if you don't agree with that, good news. You don't have to listen to the rest of this. If you think that waiting in line at a Wells Fargo is okay with you, then you're good. We're done here. <laughs> That's not good enough for me. I'm not going to wait in line with a bunch of people that are trying to figure out why they're overdrawn. I'm not going to do it. All right. So now next uh, thing I want to talk about is profit first. Mike McCallowitz profit first. We are huge fans of his around here. He's an amazing author. And all of the principles that I'm talking about today come from a book called profit first. It is about paying yourself First, so you can't even have a good understanding of what we're talking about today if you have not read that book. So finish this podcast, go read that book, then listen to this podcast again. Profit first. All of his books are a necessity if you want to be a badass in any type of business. He's awesome. Um, so read Profit First so you understand what you need to do to get your money right creating buckets of money basically to make sure you're making money. Because if you're not paying attention, I can guarantee you, you will not make money. You have got to be reading owner statements. You have got to have somebody in charge of the day-to-day funds, whether it's you or you're big enough to hire somebody to do it for you. Because you will wake up one day and all of a sudden that bank account doesn't have enough money for the mortgage. And that's going to happen. It is going to happen. And in your first year or two, it's probably going to happen a lot. But you need to know why. All right, I need 1200 bucks over here to pay this mortgage over here. Why didn't we hit our numbers? What can we do better to hit those numbers next month? It's always a rehab. It's always countertops or whatever it is, or unit turn, or you had to put a new fridge, you know. And as time goes by, that gets better. Of course, the debt pay down is happening as well, right? So anyway, read Profit First by Mike Michalowicz so you understand exactly what we're talking about here. Sell with the short-term shop. 
Are you looking to sell your short-term rental or even 1031 into a different property? Our team of realtors will work hard to get you the most for your investment. We are experts in our field and would love to earn your business. When it's time to sell, call the shop, theshorttermshop.com. That's theshorttermshop.com. Brokered by EXP. And then from there, I do want to talk about different banks and the research that I've done and ones that you may be interested in. The one that seems to come up the most is one that I've been using for quite some time. It's called Relay. And you do hear some negative stuff about Relay, so I'm going to clarify what's going on there. About, uh, it was uh, Christmas time, 2022. They had an issue where they had to get a new routing number. Let's just leave it at that. And it was a mess. It was a complete disaster. They had a brand new routing number. Nobody recognized it, and it just didn't go well. And they got a kind of a bad rap, bad reputation for that. I was in the middle of that. I hated it. It stunk. But that's been fixed. I'm here to tell you that's been fixed. No problem there with Relay. Now, another br- downside of Relay, no checks. They say they're working on that, but they've said they've been working on that for quite some time. I kind of like that they don't have checks, but if you're old school, you're not going to like that. And if you've got vendors that only want to get paid by check, you're not going to like that. Uh, To me, it was kind of like when Steve Jobs got rid of the (laughs) CD-ROM. Everybody was like, what are you kidding me? And well, turns out we didn't need it anyway. Checks are stupid. Let's be real. All right. So I'm cool with that. I just tell a vendor, hey, I need if you want to get paid, you need you need to send me a voided check and then I'll put them in my system as a payee and I can just shoot them an ACH right now. Boom. Direct deposit payment. Super simple. So where people run into problems with relay and the fact that they don't send checks is because they are thinking old school. They're they're stuck in the past. And that's just not gonna work. If you're going to use Relay, you got to get over the fact that the checks, they do have checks, but it takes like 10 days to get it. And if you've got a tile guy that you need to pay right now, then he needs to send you a avoided check or just a bank account and routing number is really all you need to get him paid right now. Now, again, the upside of all of these is that they have all this awesome virtual stuff. Like, you know, you can add your, we already went over this, but just to reiterate, I can have 100 bank accounts right in front of my face for the same business. Not 100, but as many bank accounts as I need for this business to run it right in front of my face. I can click a button, open a new bank account instantly. I can click a button, close a bank account instantly. I don't have to go wait in line at a freaking branch. All right, so Relay, they've been around for a few years. They've had some bumps and bruises. I do recommend them. Customer service stinks. If you need customer service, a virtual bank's probably not going to work for you. Because the whole thing about virtual is that there's, you know, they need to save money on customer service in order to survive. And so that's, I mean, that's with every business these days. There's so many businesses like um, Guesty for Host. If you're using Guesty for Host, you can just pretty much forget about talking to somebody to manage your properties. You know, they're not going to help you. You're on your own. And I'm okay with that because quite frankly, I don't really want to wait on hold and deal with somebody anyway. I can figure out how to find it on my own on Facebook groups or Google it, you know, YouTubes, et cetera. So that's something you got to keep in mind. That's not just Relay. That's going to be all of them. 
Customer service is not quite going to be there, with a couple of exceptions. HostFi, I want to mention. HostFi, I don't know anything about it, to be honest. It's brand new. It looks to be, to me, quite frankly, like about a, a relay ripoff. They are marketing themselves towards short-term rental hosts. It is a brand new bank. I have been through a brand new bank before. I'm never doing that again. But HostFi is out there. I don't know a whole lot about it. It does look pretty cool. I'd say it's a bit of a risk. Uh, let's go with Mercury next. Mercury's been around for a minute, and it is pretty freaking fantastic. Again, it's very, very similar to Relay. They had a problem for a number of years where, or a number of, a long period of time where you could only have one entity per dashboard. That doesn't work for me. I've got tons of entities. So you would have to have a different username and login for each one of your houses or businesses. What? It's ridiculous. Mercury has fixed that. Again, that issue is no longer uh, in existence, and Mercury is a good option. It's actually a great option. It's a very good-looking dashboard, et cetera. I have not used it extensively. I didn't use it because of the one entity per dashboard thing back when I was shopping around. Now that doesn't exist. So if I were to look to find a new bank today, I think I would look heavily at Mercury. Chase, if you want, in my opinion, the research I've done, if you want a brick and mortar bank, you know, that you can walk into and touch and feel and talk to somebody and uh, if that gives you warm and fuzzies, I would go with Chase. And what you're doing there is Chase for business. Chase for business. So you're going to go walk into a Chase bank and you say, I want to like, I'd like to open a Chase for business account. From what I understand, it is uh, fairly sophisticated and it's going to have everything you, you need. Uh, much better than, say, a Bank of America business account or a Wells Fargo business account. If you want the brick and mortar, I would recommend Chase. Let's talk about Stessa. Stessa is fantastic for bookkeeping. If you've only got two or three properties, you're going to want to look at Stessa. All right. It's a little uh, off topic here slightly. But it's a great way to keep your books as you grow. Now, once you get up to seven, eight, ten properties, you're, you're going to outgrow it, most likely. Again, coming from a guy that doesn't have extensive knowledge of it, I have not used it extensively or anything. I've just, you know, signed up for it and had several discussions with them and folks that use them, et cetera. But it is a great way to keep your money right, especially in the early days. But they also offer high interest savings accounts, which is cool. So if you're looking to Park some money for your next down payment. Stessa would be a good option for that. Relay has that as well. Relay's doing like 1% to 3% right as of the recording of this podcast. 1% to 3% um, fluctuating on a savings account. The truth there is a, a local brick and mortar is going to likely have a better savings account situation than a virtual bank. And if you're going to leave it parked for a long time, you could probably want to open a money market savings account. That's going to be the highest um, highest interest. All right, so give me five options today. Um, I, I am going to throw one more at you, which is NBKC, National Bank of Kansas City. You're never going to believe it. It's crazy. Like, like how is that even possible that's being brought up? But it is. It's a fantastic option. Another really cool thing about NBKC is that if you call – 
you will get an actual human at the freaking bank in Kansas City. NBKC was was uh, they basically what what happened there is that they were using there were there were these all these software banks using them as their actual bank underneath them. That's another thing. Hold on, I'm gonna write that down. We'll come back to that. NBKC got so you know popular in that virtual space that they said, you know what, let's just do it ourselves. And so NBKC has a great virtual option and it's and it's nice warm fuzzy because you can talk to a real human at the actual bank they you i'm telling you i've tried it several times you just call and you say and they answer right away and you say wait a minute are you at the actual bank do you are you actually in kansas city there's no way she's like yeah i'm in kansas city i'm at the front desk that's pretty cool downside of mbkc no overseas assistance. You can add for, for, uh, assistance of any kind. Your again, your daughter, your cousin. If you hire somebody to to do your bookkeeping, you can do all that. But if they are overseas, it will not allow them. It won't allow their IP address. So if you have virtual assistance, say in India or the Philippines, probably won't work for you. All right, I'm going to talk briefly about FDIC insured. I don't know a lot about this. You're going to want to talk to these banks if it's an interest of, of interest to you or a concern to you. Most of the banks we talked about today are not actual banks. They are softwares that sit on top of some other bank. I don't really know all that about all that much about it if you want to know the truth. But look in to see how much FDIC insured you're going to get out of that and if you care or not. All right, so some good options out there to keep your money right when it comes to your rental income. Again, for me, I'm not standing in line at a branch. No way I'm doing that. Nope. Of course, as you grow, you get a good relationship with a local bank. You just shoot your bank or a text and that kind of thing. But those local banks are not going to have good day-to-day virtual dashboards for running you know, money in, money out. Hope you found some value. In the discussion today, no legal advice or CPA or accounting advice of any kind from the long hair. But I do love you. I appreciate you. I wish you much much success in your landlording endeavors. Please leave us five stars wherever you're listening. And as always, don't overthink it.